Amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. Tweet us on Twitter using the hashtag TOTAP. The Auditory the the Amigos podcast with MSCCasino.com. On this week's pod, Wayne is Spanish. Transfer done deals. Breaking news. Who needs Fabrizio Romano? Decky buys some new socks. We've got the club lotto results, an increase in price on a certain something. A toe tap investigates special, the Cork Schoolboys League versus Cork City Football Club. A victory at the cross against old Cork Estonians, five-star win versus treaty. We talk Josh Honahan and Rory Keating. A look ahead to a trip to the seaside this Friday, Tony Tobin poem, and much, much more. Welcome along to you. Welcome along. It is the other three amigos podcast. It's episode fifty-five. Uh, welcome to you in association with our up-to-date paid friends at msccasino.com. <laughs> they have paid us. Uh, also, we are also the owners of CCFC Forms, and and he's back, everybody. After a week of burn, Estrella, sun. Sand and no sex. He's here. He's looking. It doesn't look like he was away. Remember his statement last week? It was all lies. It's Wayne Mullins, everybody. Good evening to you, Wayne. Hola. Picked up a lot of Spanish, I see, away. I did, yeah. A bit of Spanish, a bit of a... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still here though, aren't we? Uh, yeah, you look so happy to be back. Did everything my power to quit the pod, but I couldn't. It's like, <laughs> it's like the Hotel California. In the other corner, it is Declan McCormack. Mr. Shreenan, how are you, sir? I am great, Declan. How are you? <laughs> uh, just. <laughs> Mr. Shreenan, how are you, sir? Good, Declan, good. Mr. Shreenan, how are you, sir? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Do you know what it is? I was just sick of the same thing, and I just want, I just had a little record of you, and I just changed the pitch a small bit, so it just doesn't sound like the same person. Mr. Shreenan, how are you, sir? You're, you can still make you out, <laughs> but uh, Declan McCormack, fresh, you've got a brand new haircut. Uh, oh, I wish I had the song. Papa's got a brand new handbag, uh, haircut. I got. Oh, if I knew that, I would have did it. Do, 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 do. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got a really big pot ahead. Um, we've got a huge pot ahead, actually. Wayne looks delighted with it. Uh, we've got a very big pot. It's time to get on with the pod. Excellent. Where did he come from? In Do you not think my complexion is a bit nicer this week, Damien? No? It looks like you got a new webcam. Actually, you look much brighter, or something like that. You look, you look healthier. Actually, it looks like you haven't been stuck inside doors. Uh, you do look a bit healthier. <laughs> um, you look healthy. You look healthy. It looks like it did, did the world of good for you. Okay, the men's under fourteens were in Glasgow over the last week, and they beat both Celtic and Rangers in a little mini tournament, which is just. I mean, when you see when you see like oh, Cork City beat Celtic and Rangers, uh, it was great. Uh, to see that the under-15s were beating Wexford 3-2. Matthew Murray with both goals for the under-15s. 
Our under-17s beat Limerick in the Mark Farron Cup. Kean Mulvihill and Josh Fitzpatrick with the goals. The under-19s won 3-2 away to the Blairs. Bradley Walsh, Kennedy Amici and Orwin Crow getting the goals. There was no Marco Manny or Franco Uma involved in either of them because they were obviously tied up with the first team. Not actually physically tied up. I don't know if they've, they do that to new uh, young fellas inside. <laughs> but they were, they were, they were involved uh, with the, um, the main team. And the amputee team. This Saturday, our amputee team are in game day five against Scotland and Bowes in the Oscar Trainer Centre. Uh, looking at that league table, Bowes, Bowers, Bowers are ahead of City by one point going into this. So it's all to play for uh, for our amputee team. Uh, women's pod is not on this week. It will be back next week. Las Damas uh, will be back next week. Do we want to touch on anything there, guys, before we move into some more uh, news? Just no. a well done, I suppose, for the under-14s in Glasgow. I mean, that's... that's yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... Absolutely, yeah. Beaten... Beating the Huns uh, and beating Celtic. I don't know. If, I'm not too sure if I can say that. Um, but yeah, just be, beating them lads in the blue. Um. <laughs> right. Okay. Last week, it was transfer rumours uh, galore. This week, Jack Doherty. Techie, what are you doing? <laughs> Jack Doherty. Techie, what are you doing? Smiling. Every time I say the word, can I just, okay, so you can't see this, but every time you say the word Jack Doherty, both of Declan's hands disappear. And we hear this, let's try it again. Jack Doherty. (laughs) Jack Doherty rumors, hankies, socks, hoovers. I mean, Decky, this is a guy who you um, are, are, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're doing that for, um, tell us how is the, did you buy many new socks, uh, et cetera? Lad, I mean, it's like, it just feels like from here until the time the announcement is made, if it's ever made, it's just going to be. Oh, the announcement is made. So you're, you're, you're confident. <clears throat> um, confident. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I suppose to a degree. I mean, we <laughs> you have we have to come up with a deal. That, <laughs> we have to come up with a deal that works for him. Like, I mean, he's working. He has a job outside of football, so if he's come back into full time football, then um, we have to make it work as well, etc. So, I think it's really about the, the deal that we can do for him. What's so funny? <laughs> Still at that crap. Your camera's I think, gone. Deal, I think it's about the deal we can do for him <laughs> and whether we can make it good enough for him to come back into full time football or not. But <laughs> you'd be hopeful. Anyway, um, so uh, oh, so Lord. Jack Doherty. <laughs> Turn it off, will you? Jeez. <laughs> it's a, uh, he's so man to go by Jesus Christ <laughs> you can't even see him either oh lord anyway um, the um, okay so Jack Doherty Wexford now you did pick him out a long time ago uh, and he obviously scored a great goal at the weekend and, and now we have been linked with Jack Doherty um, 
you, you, so I actually don't even know what you were saying for the last few minutes. Are you, are you, <laughs> is it a done deal, Dick? Is it? You, you don't know. It, no, it's not a done deal. I don't know is the honest answer. I mean, it was just, what was it, last Thursday morning, his name was given to us. And um, <laughs> turn that f- thing off, would you? Whatever you're like, I mean. I'm not doing it. It's only every time you start I'm not, talking. So like, I'm not talking. Clearly... I'm not talking. Well, then there's right, an okay. easy correction for that. I just want to My glasses anymore. are fogged up from laughing. Look at my glasses are fogged up. Look at this. The sweat oh, is lad. pouring out of me laughing. Okay. Um, now, uh, Wayne, you're not a fan of uh, Jack Dart. Yeah, yeah. You don't think he'd fit in, do you? <laughs> I'm not a fan. Jesus, no. I just don't know how we can get him mid-season unless you pay for him. Okay, okay. Um... And money doesn't money doesn't grow on trees, as they say. But are we confident? Are we sure that he is contracted to it? Like a lot of a lot of people in the first division, a lot of players, they're on these rolling contracts and they're not really actually tied down. Yeah, but just, there's still a transfer deadline. It's the thirty first you know, of July, isn't it? First yeah. of July. But that's when this it, it opens. But the thirty first of July is when it finishes. So what you're saying so is that he's on a rolling contract and we can just sign him on the first of July. I, I don't know. I, I I actually don't know. Um, you, we, I just you don't know, know how we're like. I I don't know. Um, Where do you play him? Well, that was a question that came in. If we do sign Jack Doherty, where would he fit in on the team? Um, Wayne, you don't, you don't think he'd, four times. You don't think he'd fit in, do you? Well, if Keating and uh, Murphy up front, where do you play him? Who do you drop? He's an option. He's an option. It's an option. Yeah, it's an option. Right, if we don't him, have. He's got to be. F- and I mean, I like at the moment, um, I have no problem. Like. I I still think Colin wants to play four three three. I think that's the way he wants to play. You know, um, I could be wrong, but even if you're playing with the two, you can leave either R out if you so if you so wish, and he gives you a different kind of a striker floating between the the ten and the nine, playing off the big man, dropping into space, creating, etc. You can actually play him from the left or play him from the right. You could also play him as a ten. He does give you options, and he is. Um, he does give you the option of playing him in a number of different positions. So I think it would be a case of if, if we're bringing somebody in, I think we're bringing in a mint to play. I mean, it doesn't really seem like there's much point in signing guys to sit in the bench or not be involved, you know. So you'd have to imagine Colin has a plan if he is interested mm-hmm. in bringing him in. And look, to be fair, it's only, it's, it's only rumour. So there's nothing that says that Colin is definitely interested, you know. Okay. Someone else that we may have been linked to it, and actually we're hearing that this is a done deal. Would be Connor Drynan from Cove. I mean, like, is he not very similar to what we have up front? I mean, it, 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 who broke this news? Was it was it you, Decky? Was it? Yeah, I was given two names last Thursday morning. It's fucking never me, was, anyway. Which was Jack Doherty and and Connor Drynan. I was told the Drynan one was almost done. He played Connor Drynan plays. I joke, Mister Drynan. I joke. He was. He was. He was. He he played well enough for Cove the other night. Like, I mean, um, mm. and anybody you speak to. Did he People really do rate him? Like you know, and do think he's a good player on the left. So, again, if if it's something we're looking to do, let's do it. You know, he'd probably end up at Waterford anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Only for History a short time. Isn't itself. It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> um. Okay. So there you go. Some more transfer rumors. Jack Doherty, Decky reckons is done. His socks are already hard. And Connor Drain. No, he doesn't. Possibly, reckon, maybe no, he, just. Uh, he doesn't reckon Jack Doherty. I, I, is again, done. I can't Jesus remember. What Christ, he said. I did not say that. I did not say that. It's done deal. That's not what he said in the WhatsApp group. 
Um, but anyway, the he actually said done deal. Done deal. Yeah, he said here we go. <laughs> no, I did. He thought he was uh, <laughs> 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 uh, Fabrizio Decciano uh, was uh, in the WhatsApp group. Here we go, Jack Doherty, three-year deal. Um, no, he didn't. He didn't. Um, okay, Aaron Bolger wins goal of the month. Yes. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He did. Fair okay. play to him. Okay. But it wasn't it wasn't nice even one. the best nice Cox City goal in the month, like was it not mind the best goal? No. You know? No, I think I think Matt Healy may have got a, a couple more uh, more but but look we uh, he did score and we'll talk about it later on against Treaty, which was another <laughs> yeah. and, and the FAI Cup, we were drawn against East Cork Old Estonia. I know I've got it wrong again. I've got it wrong. Anyway, <laughs> Cove Ramblers. Uh, that'll be on the weekend of July 29th. Uh, and it will be away from home. Um, so we've got them in the cup. Uh, so that should be an interesting clash. Okay, let's. Uh, anything else before we move on to um, one of the most important parts of the pod? No, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. He's Liam Dawson. Why aren't you dancing, man? He's Liam Dawson. Oh my God, he's. Spanishized. Is, 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 no, he's 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 preseasoning it. When did he up to? It's training. Training. Update update today on his Instagram. Yeah. Just gliding onto the pitch. Okay. No music, no kind of No Liam Boston. Hullabaloo, just no, just you know. We must get that song on Instagram actually. Oh, can you get it on Instagram, can you? I'm sure you can. Oh, we should. Yeah, we should. If we bring out Liam Boston's greatest hits or something on Spotify, <laughs> and then you can link it from that. Yeah. Is Liam Dawson? Is Liam Boston? There's just the two different ones, yeah. There's two. Remix! And your, man, and your man's one last week, too. That's, That's three of them. Shocking. Um, did a live act. That one day. Is Liam Dawson? Is Liam Boston? Is Liam Boston? Is Liam Boston? They had some door direct in the nightclub in uh, Bratislava. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's poor. lovely city, nice city. Uh, we were going to Declan had arranged to kidnap two Dutch people actually and bring them to the match in Limerick, and unfortunately <laughs> they didn't make it to his car. Um, so we were hoping to have some some news <laughs> on Liam Boston. Did they make it? Did they make it to the match, Declan? No, they missed the train, and that was it. So what did they do? Uh, I don't know. Vincent Van Holt, if you are out there, yeah, you can you can tell us. We are we are waiting for you, Vincent Van Holt. Uh, so Vincent Van Holt. Where were they? Decky murdered them. Were they Cork? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they, they don't were, turn they up They were dead. somewhere in Cork. Um, they were supposed to get the 25 past five Dublin trade. Get off in Mallow. Cork. I'd collect them in Mallow and drive up to Limerick. Yeah, but there's trains every half hour, every hour, like. They were there's just no, there's train every hour. Up, like. Every hour. So They missed the train. I mean, this is suspicious. This is, this is a... Nothing I could do. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, 
Um, right, the competition, the Easy Living Sweet competition winner has not been announced, I can tell you. However, still, we may have news on that very, very soon. Okay. Hang on. Did, did, did I dream up a, a WhatsApp about some? Oh, okay. Shh. Shh. We may have a winner on it. We may have, a, we, that, that, we may have news on that. That has to be a joke. Like, we, ha- we may have news okay. on that very soon. All right, all right. The Club Lotto and it was launched on Monday night. The numbers drawn, am I really doing this? Do I sound like Sharon Neviola on the 6-1 or something? The numbers drawn were 1, 2, 25, 30, and the bonus ball was 47. There were 4,701 people who matched two numbers. No, there wasn't. There was no winner, and there will be 2,100 euros. If you want to sign up for the club lotto, it's another fundraising initiative that will help Probably help pay off our fines, um, but if you do want to do that, have a look at the CCF, sorry, CorkCityFC.ie website to sign up. Did any of you take part in the lotto? Honestly, no, I forgot to. I forgot, I forgot. I forgot. I will this it. week. I will this week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't because I we give them enough. Um, and so, oh yeah, well here we go. Listen, did you know that the print program went up in price? It used to be three euro. And last week it was four euro. No mention of it anywhere. It just it was just went up. It was spotted by one of her eagle-eyed toe tappers. Four euro for a program? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we? It's, sh- steep. it's a bit steep, isn't it? Mm, like, but like the, on, the only thing I'd say is everything in everything in life has gone up re- recently. You know, so I presume. The program to produce it, etc., must be in the same boat. It must be more expensive now to produce it. So, therefore, mm. the cost probably mm. has to be passed on to the consumer, like it has been everywhere else. Yeah, you're, you're tuned into the would you not agree? business podcast. No? Uh, no, I don't. I think it's a great opportunity for businesses to put up their prices and blame uh, that everything is going up. Because no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't believe that in any way. It's an opportunity. I think it was. I think it should be a match day magazine anyway, and not a program. Uh, yeah, that's a whole different kettle of fish. Mm, anyway, be... I, I don't know. I, I think I think four euro. I think it could be. Look, we're not. I'm not knocking back the program. I, look, I, I subscribe to the program. I, I do read it all the time. For four, you know, if you were to compare it to other League of Ireland programs, it's probably one of the better ones. It's better quality and stuff like that. That is, yeah. you know. So, like, I suppose, yeah. Look. People will still pay it, and that's the thing. Everything. Oh, well, yeah, you're going to pay it or you're not. The cost of paper. You either buy a program or you don't. You know. Um. Okay. Now, the big part this week. On this week's Total Investigates. I was reading the program, and it said that the Kennedy Cup were going to be on the pitch at half time, and then at half time, I noticed that there was no sign of the team. So I kind of asked someone, and I was told that the Cork Schoolboys school League, them lads there, they denied the lads uh, to attend. They said they wouldn't be attending this Friday or any Friday. And I just felt it would be great for a toe-tap investigates. And you were right. Anonymous man with this really deep, slow voice. Um, Okay. So here's the deal. So in the program on Friday, it said, congratulations to the Cork School Boys League on winning the Kennedy Cup for the first time since 1989. This is a massive achievement. It's fantastic to see the Cup return to Cork once more. 
We extended an invite to the victorious team to parade our trophy at Toronto's Cross tonight during halftime. No, no schoolboys team or Kennedy Cup team. I mean, it was well, it wasn't just an under 16s. I mean, the under 12s, under 13s, I think under 15s, under under 12s girls all won. It was a massive cork coop. So we were told, as you can hear, our anonymous man. Uh, he was told. He was told. I don't know who he is. Um, he's just. We, he, he looks. He just. He's just like a silhouette. That's all he looks like. He just walks around town as a silhouette. We contacted the club. So we contacted the club to find out. And our email to them was, it is our understanding that the CSL instructed the victorious Kennedy Cup winning team to turn down an invitation to Cork City versus Cove Ramblers last Friday night. Can you confirm an invitation was extended to the team and was it subsequently turned down? In reply, the club got back to us and said, we were delighted to see the success of the CSL underage teams over the past two weeks. It's clear to see that there's fantastic work being done at all ages across Cork Schoolboys League clubs over the last number of years and the underage football at all levels is thriving development of players should be seen as a first priority it but it's great to see these players receive national recognition we wrote to the cork schoolboys committee to extend our congratulations on their successes and i can confirm that we did extend invites to the csl committee players and coaches to attend the game as our guests and parade our trophy at half time that invitation remains open and we hope to see the players, coaches and committee members at Turner's Cross in the near future. We also contacted the Cork Schoolboys League and I, I won't sugarcoat it. We were told, ask the club. Basically, that's what it said. Gentlemen. No, you got you to read exactly what it says, David. I will read exactly what it says. Um, so we contacted the Cork Schoolboys League and we were said, um, we asked them. Well, we've made aware that the CSL instructed the Victorias not to accept an invitation for Cork City to attend the league game. Um, have the CSL any com- comment to make on this matter? We told them that we would be recording tonight and that we'd like to have sides, um, thoughts on both sides. And we were told, gentlemen, I suggest you talk to Aina Buckley of Cork City, who I'm sure will fill you in. And that's as far as it went. Now, this got a huge, huge, huge pickup on social media. Um, people from both sides, from the Schoolboys League and, of course, from uh, thing. I, I, I suppose first, before I go through tweets um, and, and things like that, um, I, I will just say, you know, actually, I'm not going to talk first, okay? I hope, no, it, no, no, no. Just, no. just to put it into perspective. So, <clears throat> so okay, so League of Ireland clubs, they must have an under-14, under-15 team to be granted a licence by the FEI to play in the League of Ireland. So in other words, you have to be getting players from somewhere. So under 14s and 15s. Both teams, both both seasons, uh, unfortunately, kind of cross over and play kind of across each other. So it's not a, it's not some it's not something where, you know, you can play both of them. Player the what people said on on Twitter, uh, and we had a lot of people saying it. Um, at Shawnee B78 said, I wouldn't blame them parading the cup winning team in front of the coaches that are destroying the schoolboys league by taking their players mid-season. There was a nice debate between a guy, him and Kevin E. Higgins, who actually is the founder of Kenny's Kids on Twitter, which is a which is a great Twitter if you will, if you if you want to follow. Yeah, it is fantastic. If you want to follow any uh, underage um, you know, young young Irish players playing across the UK and stuff check out that one he said at the end of the day the best players need to need a better development path than amateur schoolboy football that's where the national underage leagues come underage leagues come in is i've no skin in either game just an observer of one of the most petty tribal issues in irish football now the whole thing about this whole tribal thing and all the you know old kind of ways about things 
Um, Ask Gaffer 1888, go on the Celts, uh, said the schoolboys league have no problem with the big clubs taking three or four players off a smaller club though and destroying them. What goes around comes around, I'm afraid. Very petty from the schoolboys league in fairness. At WHUFC1965 said, did anyone ask the kids who played in it what they would like? We had more people kind of saying again about the schoolboys league poaching players so here we go so at sparky 2001 ie said schoolboys league have no issues with club poaching players within the league but have an issue with league of ireland teams doing the same those at the top want the prestige of the national competition rather than collectively working with everyone for the betterment of players development and i'll call it one more before we get to we hear from the two of you lads because there's more there's there's tons of this uh, at mr underscore andrew 17 said men in suits caring about their own spot rather than letting kids be appreciated for their efforts of winning a trophy for Cork. Whatever the gripe of Cork City Football Club is, they shouldn't be taken the moment away from the people who won the trophy. Now, um, who wants to go first? At the end of the day, this is kids being denied an opportunity to go on to Turners Cross in front of what was there was two and a half thousand people. Like, go on, wait yeah. The first port of call here is the email reply, and it says okay, everything okay. about the C- it says everything about the CSL. <clears throat> Excuse me, like that reply is something a fifteen year old would say. You know, I just didn't understand it. Like you see the professionalism from Cork City, and I think it was Aina who replied. Was it? Uh, yeah, Aina. Was yeah. any problem saying it? Yeah, and reply from this guy. What's his name? Um, Eddie Doyle. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Doyle. That's Eddie a disgrace. Doyle. It's an absolute disgrace. For someone that high up in the CSL to reply with that, I just don't get it. And <clears throat> like just the stuff we've heard this week is it's it's unbelievable. And a lot of we can't say because again it's hearsay, but like it's it's shocking stuff. They're kids. Let them let them play. Let them I'll let Declan talk here because there's a rule here in their rule book I want to read out, but I want to just read it first before I say it. Um so I'll pass to Decky for a second there. Decky, are we thinking of yeah. the kids? Well being What's your think? What's your well, whole thought on the whole thing? That's my whole thought, and it is very simple. And you, you, Damien, there via the tweets that came in with getting into the whole background issue of who do players play for and development and going to Cork City or going to a national league side rather than staying with their local schoolboy league. That what's that got to do with this issue in hand? That's that's a parallel issue or it's a side issue. The issue at hand is that thirteen year old kids won a national competition for the first time since nineteen eighty nine, were invited by the local um League of Ireland club, which whether people like it or not, is the biggest club in the area. We would say the biggest club in the country, but it's the biggest club in the area. So were invited to parade the trophy that day one at half time. Now, that opportunity is a memory that will stay with those kids for forever, basically, you know? And those kids weren't even afforded the opportunity to do that because somebody wanted to use them as a political pawn in their fucking power struggle and in their game of um tug of war with cork city and the league of ireland etc etc and that just pisses me off big time because everything anybody should ever do in life should be for the kids be it your own kids 
other kids. You should, you never stand in kids' ways. You never take away opportunities from kids. And you certainly don't do it because you're so far up your own hole that you 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 have no idea how the rest of the world operates, you know? And this seems to be how the Cork School Boys League is operating. And as Wayne said, we have been in inundated with stuff and we can't say it I, like we can't say it at the moment anyway because we have to look into things and verify things and check things out and whatnot but one of the things that keeps coming into us is that um you speak out if you're part of the cork school boys league and you speak out you will be punished somehow if you're a referee who mm. says anything all your fixtures will be given to you 60, 70 miles away. If you're a club, you'll have issues with fixtures. If you're a player, you'll have suspensions and whatnot. Well, guess what? I have no ties to the Cork School Boys League. I have no kids playing in the Cork School Boys Neither League. I. I have no relations playing in the Cork School Boys League. Neither do the two of you. We can't be punished. So if, if, if clubs want somebody to speak up and people want somebody to speak up, Grand job. Here we are. We'll speak up. Maybe the Echo will pick it up. Maybe the Examiner will pick it up. Dan MacDonald, Mark Tighe, all these guys, they're all looking for stories. They're all looking for things to do, things to write, things to say. Have at it, lads. Send all the stuff in. We'll make sure it gets to the right hands. Don't worry. But I'm telling you this much. You do not use kids of any age as a political pawn in any kind of a game. And what has gone on here has been an absolute disgrace. Not just a disgrace to the Cork School Boys League, but it's actually a disgrace that it's happening in Cork. And this is how Cork football is now working. You know, and people who think this is a good thing and is right and is proper and should be encouraged are off their head, if you ask me. You know, because I said, you take away all the other outside issues, you take away all the rest of the noise, and this is about what is it, 18, 20 kids who were invited somewhere and were instructed. It was, it was four teams, not actually. To go. It, was, it, was, it was all the National Cup winners. So there was a, yeah, a good, a good few age groups, okay. and every one of them turned out. Yeah, yeah. So all those kids weren't. What was their, re- what was their even, reason behind it? They, um, there's no reason. Just it goes back to the whole Kennedy Cup thing and the under 14s and the the it go, yeah. It go, it Cork goes City take, Cork City Cork taking City taking their players. The players, yeah. Would well, they have the same issue if Celtic, Arsenal, Liverpool took their players pre-Brexit? Obviously, would they be? Did they have the same issue over there with them? No, uh, they, they would have received the same issue. They wouldn't be bollocks at the same like issue. You know, yeah, so just in terms of comp- irony, compensation, it's, it's yeah, but the compensation works its way down because you know the best players come into the League of Ireland um, setups. They play against the best players in the country. They develop. They improve. They get better. If they are good enough to go away, like Cahill Heffernan was, and others will be this year. Like if they're good enough to go away, Cork City are compensated, and a percentage of that goes down to the Cork School Boy League clubs. You know, so it's it's not much though because when when City had the under seventeen and under nineteens, um, Cork City weren't signing them until they were fifteen, sixteen, um. But now you see, you only get compensation from under twelves up. So as them if so they're signing them, for, yeah, exactly. It's less money if they sign for Cork City at four for under fourteens now, whereas before when City didn't have the seventeen and nineteens, it meant the clubs. The, we said the schoolboy clubs were getting far more competent. Well, they were getting far more, but I they were getting. Care. A, the bottom line here is you do not treat kids the way <laughs> you do not treat kids the way that those kids have been treated this week. And the thing is, those kids didn't even know they had been invited. 
as far as I'm aware. They weren't even, their parents weren't even, it was just that the people around the team were told, you're not accepting this invitation, you're not going, and that's it. And that's just, it's, you know, it's it's just so, so wrong that you use kids in that method and you take opportunities away from kids and you take potential memories but away from kids. Do you know what, right? It's, it's very obvious that there's people with issues within this organization because we have people deep in this messaging us this week. People who are around it, people who are involved and they're messaging us because they know we can trust us. They know we, we won't say certain things and who it is, but this is going to crumble down in front of them. It is like, there's no way this is going to not, it's, it's no way it's going to continue the way it is. We, we had one in from a team, actually. And we're not going to name the team right like that. It was a private message. And some of it we can't read out because um, it, it goes into the salaries of people. Um, but a few of your followers have already pointed out the irony of this as they have no issues with smaller clubs like us losing players to bigger clubs. So this would be a smaller team. And you know the bigger teams are the bigger teams out there. I'm not going to name them. You, you know who the bigger schoolboy teams are. Um, who've been taking, I suppose, players from the smaller clubs. The bottom line is players improve playing and with and against better players. It would be great if you could accommodate players doing both, as in playing with friends, but on a, plus a more serious outfit at the same time, unfortunately, though. Not. And this is the big one. If you ever, I've, 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 my son played schoolboys uh, up to, you know, a couple of years ago. And I remember seeing players walking the schoolboys team, you know, age 12, 13, 14. And I mean, there was just no challenge for them. They were just too good for the teams that they were playing with and playing against. And very disheartening for any opposition young fella, you know, oh, Jesus, you know. I'll just bring, I suppose, um, let's see, Leon Ende. Um, this this young fella was playing for Leeds. What a player, unbelievable. And you, I remember watching him play when he was a young fella and he was able to just piss past people, no problem, you know. And you could see frustration on the other players. They're kind of going, oh, oh I don't want to. But he obviously went to Cork City. You know, he's playing with players of his own calibre. It's not an easy game for him anymore. He has to push himself and improve himself because unfortunately, you know, in the schoolboys team, he was schoolboys. He was just too good, uh, and you know when he moved to Cork City, he's playing with tougher players. He's playing with better players. It's developing himself, and it just seems that the Cork schoolboys league don't want this to happen. You know, um, but the the funny thing is, the FAI are saying you must have an under fourteen, under fifteen team to have a license, and then the Cork schoolboys league are saying no, we don't want them to go to that team. It's 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 a mess. I was going through um, their rule book today, you know, and there's a rule there, 1A, and it states, at under 12, 13 or 14 grade, no player will be entitled to transfer or to join any other club in the season following the season he participated, i.e. named as a player or substitute in a match in a competitive game for Cork Schoolboys League, interleague team or an Irish team. So basically, if you play for a certain club and you get on the bench for the Cork interleague team, you cannot go to a different club club the next season so in theory you could have someone who say Johnny wants to play for a certain club and that manager doesn't want him to leave there could be a, a little agenda going on there where they call him up for four years in a row and he can't transfer teams if there's a player who's bullied can't transfer teams like so there's no free movement of these players if no. they play for the Cork Inter League team or an Irish team so if you play for the under 15s or under 14s that's scandalous how is that even how is yeah. that rule even allowed well, that's the funny thing because you know, the I, SFAI rule, which is the national rule, says all players become free agents um, 
at the end of the season and can sign for any team they wanted for the next yep. season. But Cork Schoolboys League have this rule that they say overrides the national rule. And that's just another problem. I mean, seemingly there's 30 different rule books in play in the country. Each schoolboys league has its own rule book and its own way of doing things. There should be one rule book, one Not national stuff. rule book by the FAI. And that's it. That's the rule book. And that's the way it is. And just on, like what Wayne said earlier, like they don't want players going to Cork City, Cove Ramblers, Waterford United, any of the League of Ireland sites. But the same people who don't want them going to a League of Ireland academy, which keeps them at home with their parents, with their friends, in education, you know, in their own environment until they're 18 and still puts them in the best position possible to succeed as a footballer. The same people who don't want that would throw parties if a guy set, if, if a guy went to Wigan Athletic at 15 or went to Blackburn Rovers at 14 or went to Fleetwood Town or somewhere in England. Just the magic plane, the boat, that's it. That's all we want, you know? And it just makes no sense. And people ask me why I hate the FAI and why I constantly say the FAI isn't fit for purpose. This is it. This is the core reasons. Because the FAI is an organisation with numerous committees, none of which are pulling in the same direction. The schoolboys committee of the FAI basically launched a coup within a day of Rude Doctor being out of his job. And they launched a coup and they got the under-14 season cancelled, or the start of the under-14 season cancelled, so that... They could have all their players for the Kennedy Club. Now, it didn't work out that way anyway because the players stayed with the um, with the LOI teams and didn't go back playing schoolboy soccer, so it didn't work out that way anyway. But they basically launched a coup, and then they celebrated it. There was parties around the country, different schoolboys leagues having parties. There was a piss-up in Dublin because these boys thought they were brilliant. So you have them working one way. You have the international committee who are adamant that they need to find a way around the Brexit rule and get kids under 18 to England or we won't have a national team in 10 years' time. Instead of an organisation that sits down and says, right, this is the current situation. The best thing we can do here is develop the game in this country with proper pathways, proper structures, proper academies and all pull in the same direction. And that's why I always say the FAI isn't fit for purpose because... The left hand is pulling completely against the right hand, and that's the way it will always be. And the Cork Schoolboys League is symbi- symbiotic of everything that's wrong in Irish football at the moment, in my opinion. And I'll tell you this much. It reminds me. Everything we've gotten in this this way, it just roars. It roars Delaney's FAI at me. That's That's the only comparison I can make. It seems like there's one man at the top dictating, calling all the shots, and everybody else is running scared for some reason, you know? And it's going to, you know, it's up to people involved in the Cork Schoolboys League. I don't care. I've no skin in the game, but somebody needs to step up and sort it out. Just one thing, the point you made there, these players can't go to the UK until they're 18. So would they rather them stay with the local schoolboy leagues or play with the best facilities they can in the country? That's the point. Just, just if they're choosing, if they're choosing their own ones, they're putting their kids' futures at risk at footballing ways. Facility wise, we Cork City don't. I'm on about playing. Okay, I'm on about playing against players. I mean, as a whole, yeah. Let's say there are some schoolboy teams out there. Best players, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, we, we could go on about this on it. And look, there might be certain things that we may have not picked up on. Or, or This is only the start of it. Yeah, it may, may have not done. We'd love to hear from you. We hear from you. If you are um, involved or, you know, what your thoughts on it, our DMs are open, always going to be kept a uh, thing. I just have a few more qu- quote tweets, actually, um, from our tweet that was put up. Uh, and, and hopefully this will resonate. At, at the end of the day, you know, uh, kids' well-being, uh, and I mean about the whole not, not being able to move clubs and stuff like that, like you're, you know, kids' well-being should be your utmost first thing. You know, your good kids' mental health. Absolutely. And you said if there's a child and he's not enjoying it and he's not happy, I mean, he's just going to pack up football, you know, halfway through the season. I'm not going up there anymore, you know. I mean, you're talking about good kids. And some core tweets. Uh, it's meant to be about kids enjoying football. Some effing joke. When soccer people think other soccer people are their enemy, then there is a problem in the sport, uh, is a good one. Adult ego ruining kids' enjoyment. Um, and I'll just leave it with this one. We'll say politics ruining a kid's day out and a once in a lifetime experience. Um, okay, look, that's it. It was, you know, I love seeing uh, the kids walking around the pitch at halftime with their trophies. And you can see, you know, the crowd get behind them and they're clapping them and especially a massive celebration of winning the Kenny Cup since 1989 and all the other teams. I mean, the girls had won and the 12s and 30s. Um, so, yeah, look, it, it was a pity. Um, it was very... And you're right, you know, Decky, oh, you've got you've got something, one more thing to say, is it? It just dawned on me now that actually the invitation is still open according to Cork City. It is, yeah. Screw the Cork, screw the Cork School Boys League, you know. I mean, if if you're a parent and you had a kid on that team, the Galway game, there'll be five thousand people at the Galway game, which is the next home game. Get them all down there. Get them on the pitch at half time. If the Kennedy Cup isn't there because the Cork School Boys League won't give it to them, so what? Screw them. We all know who they are. Get them on the pitch at half time. There'll be five thousand people in the stands. Roar, clap serenade those kids for 15 minutes at half time give them an experience they'll never forget you know and just screw the, the suits and screw and screw everything like this is about the kids it has to be about the kids football at all levels should be about the kids and what's gone on this week is so far removed from being around being about the kids that it is an absolute disgrace. And the FAI should be looking into this. They genuinely feel the FAI should be looking into this. I don't know what kind of processes and procedures they have, but, you know, they should be looking into it. Get those kids on that pitch for the Galway game and, you know, screw the powers that be. If you're a parent, contact the club, say, my kid wants to go on the pitch at halftime. Bring them away out. We'll get them on the pitch. There'll be no issues whatsoever. Yeah, that won't happen anyway. Um, but it, <laughs> nice rousing um, attempt, though, Decky. Look, and again, we we did ask for a statement or a comment from the Cork School Boys League. They didn't come. They didn't come back to us. One, you know, if you thought this was quite one sided, uh, we did not give the opportunity uh, for someone. And and you know, we that's that's it. Moving on. Guys, can I just say the Twitter account has like stepped up its game a small bit, um, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed it last night. I, I, I think the Galway, I'm sorry, the who did they play? Who did they play tonight? Who did they play last night? Treaty, Treaty had said uh, that it was a foul or something like that, and the Cork City just quoted and put a little Pinocchio 
um, little emoji, which I thought was class. I loved it. I loved it. Um, basically calling the admin of Treaty a liar, uh, which is great. Okay. This could be a three-parter. Coming up in part two, uh, we'll take a look at the Cove game. We have still have to take a look at the Treaty game as well. We've got a massive match this weekend against Bray and a poem. We'll see you in part two. Toe Tapper. MSCCasino.com, Ireland's new and exciting online bookmaker and casino. Sign up today and see what lies in store for you. You'll find a wide range of markets on a huge selection of sports from across the globe. Play for fun and rewards at MSCCasino.com. Please gamble responsibly. 18 and over. Visit gambleaware.ie. Welcome back to part two, Toe Tapper. By now, we may have been sued and we might not even be on the air. Um, but anyway, thank you to MSCCasino.com for covering all our legal costs. Um, <laughs> okay, this on Friday night, Lewis Capaldi played in Musgrave Park. However, only 400 metres away, it was the one of the Cork Derby, I suppose. The Cork Derby. Who's that? Damien, look. <laughs> it doesn't look like me. Uh, I don't know who that guy Did you send that to me? That's your man. What's his name? Patrick something, is it? That's you. James Patrick. He looks nothing like me. Um, he doesn't. Anyway. No, I didn't get to see this because unfortunately I was been soaked to listen to a um, who, who didn't even get dressed up um, down in the down the thing. Pints were seven euros. I was seven euros. Seven oh. euros for a pint. Plastic cups. And yeah, and eight euros for a vodka and coke in a little, not a little cans that are pre-made. Eight do, you see, euros. do you know how? To, do you know how to get vodka into a concert, Damien? You get one of those. Um, you get one of those. Um, what do you call it? The sun cream bottles, right? You empty it. Put vodka into it and bring it into the concert. Yeah, sorry. Simple, really, like. Could you hear that? Like from experience. experience. I could hear it, yeah, I could. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. Guys, you're going to have to tell me about this. A tough one, they'll win, it says here. Uh, Wayne, let you go first on the match. Yeah, I thought it, we did well. I thought um, Davin O'Neill, first of all, commentary, excellent. Breath of fresh air as well. Was Davin O'Neill in commentary, was he? He was, and he was. Very good. Like Philip Long is good too, but it was just different. Um, very pro Cove, which was, but so was, so was Rory O'Hagan, like, because didn't he ditch mm. us for what two years of Cove? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the game. Like, we kind of got it, we, we, were, we robbed them really a bit, I suppose, because they didn't have too many chances. But Harrington, to me, was immense, but alas, never made the MVP. But, um, it is what it is. Did, did he deserve? Did it, so Harrington? Did he deserve to be on the MVP in your eyes? Win, hundred percent. I'm sure we nearly had a falling out over it. Did we, Declan? Declan, we have a falling out over it every Friday night, like because you know it's just a regular <laughs> thing now at this stage, like. So I don't take any notice anymore. Do you not think he deserved uh, to be in it? Genuinely, so, like I'll bring, I'll, I'll bring, I'll bring it up. I, I bought a, a White Scout subscription, right? Just so I'd have to watch the full match, I could see all the clips. And I, I looked at all the clips multiple times. And um, I can tell you now, there was two shots on target. Saved them both. There was. Three shots off target. They were, had them covered. They were, they um, were both from 35 yards. He didn't have to make a can I finish, save. Can I, can I finish you know? my, can can my stats? Can of course. You can, of yeah, course. He had one clearance, two crosses. The 24th, 48th minute, claimed him. 100% record, right? He had 31 distributions of the ball. 
26 were successful, five were unsuccessful. And three of those were cleared within 18 seconds. 100% successful rate on the short distributions and of out of the nine long distributions, four were successful and five unsuccessful. So basically what I'm saying is he had a fantastic game. His passing rate and his completion rate was higher than any other player on the pitch. Yet, he didn't make the top four. That to me is, you know, fat, fat, As you said, there was two shots on target. There was two shots on target. He saved both of them. Both were from 35 yards. He did. He didn't have to make a diving save. I mean, I actually spoke to people because I I, I thought maybe I'm wrong here, you know. Maybe Maybe I have been wrong. And I asked a few people, you know, what would you think if we put Harrington in the MVP for Friday night for a Cove game? And everybody came back to me saying, you couldn't. You'd look like fools. Or why not? Why, 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 why? He, he had nothing to do. He yeah, I just called out what do. he did. He had 31 dis- distributions and 26 were successful. Or 31 <laughs> passes, 26 were successful. To be and fair, if you, look though, at, if you look at all his passing, right, this is inside, the, inside his own half, short now is classified. Inside, he put, we were on the attack several times because of his quick distribution absolutely like, but goalkeepers goalkeepers don't get man of the match nominations or MVP because they pass not the ball no right? they, get not, they get top 4 out of 11 out of 11 players oh, he should have been in top 4 it's as simple no. as that um, can, can I just say the, the other goalkeeper Sean Barron made, did he make a save like that was just yeah he won good was. save alright but he was shy the rest of it, it yeah um, and tell me this I was reading I was trying to read stuff did someone run onto the pitch again or something, was it? Not that I saw. No. Not that I saw. I thought so. I, can't I, say it. Somewhere. I didn't see it. Maybe they did. I just can't. All I can say is I didn't see it. So I don't know. Can I, can I just say one, one last thing? The game against Treaty last night, he also had 100% short pass distribution. Just saying, that's two games, he was 100%. Anyway. Um, we did we expect a, did we expect to be Cove a bit more? Or were we afraid? Like, you know, I didn't no, see the game. We did. Were Cove were Cove better than they normally would be, or were we just you know quite quite poor in the night? They were defensively better. I think they were more stacked up in defence. But I think we players like Serbel played fantastic. Who? Serbel. Oh, we'll come back to him in a few minutes. Actually, yeah. Um, that was my view. In anyway. Declan, That's what I was drinking in Spain, so your 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 thoughts on on it, Declan? Like, I mean, we, we you were pre- we were predicting three, four, five nils, you know, one nil. It sounded like it was just a ground out result, like it was ground out to a degree. But to be fair, as Wayne said, like Cove were defensively much better, and like Ivan Bevan obviously set them up to be defensively sound, stay in the game for as long as they could, and see then where where that goes, you know. So, like. One nil doesn't sound great, and you know probably as much. Baron makes an unbelievable save from Keen Coleman. I mean, it is a fantastic save. Then Hoonahan had one disallowed for handball, I presume, which is generous at best. The Cove, you know, so like we controlled the game. I, Davin Davin was on it very early on that we weren't playing with a tempo, we weren't moving the ball quickly, you know, and and that was very evident in the first half and. We kind of groaned out the first half. I thought we were better second half. And to be fair to him, when Dara Crowley came on, um, he he added movement up top and he added another option up top, which again gave Cove problems. And obviously he scored within two minutes of coming on, but the runs he made and, and, and the movement he made did cause Cove more issues than what they had with 
Marco Manny and Kean Murphy. So, look, it wasn't we're brilliant, very predictable but... with with Marco Manny and, and Murphy and even you know Keating. Are we very predictable? Fun is that why we need just that? I mean, Dara Crowley again. Uh, we'll come back up, up in the treaty game. You know, he definitely offers something different. Like, yeah, we are. We, we are definitely predictable. I mean, um, and a lot of the times we can overcome it because we just have a better quality of player than the sides we're playing against. You know, and that will get you away with it. And that's why I've been looking for a Jack Doherty type player because he will make you unpredictable then at times. You know, and Darrett did that to a degree. So yeah, I think that's fair enough. But look, I mean. We won the game one nil. I do think from here on in, performances come second to results, you know, and it's all about results. So if we ground out a one nil in every game between now and the end of the season, we'll certainly take it, you know. But like Cove, like obviously they've given the gig now to Shane Keegan, so Ivan Bevan isn't staying in charge there, but they showed a bit more about him. And to be fair to that young fella, Sean McGrath, he had an excellent game. Um, for a guy who was only drafted in in the warm-up because Jason Abbott got injured, he really did play well, to be fair to him, like, you know. So look, City Yeah. Um, if he keeps playing the way he played the other night, he might be a future City player again, to be honest with you, you know. Let's, uh, let's find out what the fans taught. The Colin Bob's two-word answer. Wait up, everybody say... This, no, this normally gives a good judge of, of how the match went and how the people went. So here we go. Um, mostly moist. Three points. Cerberly, terribly. Job done. Wet socks. Rock solid. Tough work. Gritty city. Jumpy stream. Crucial Crowley. Super sub. Grinding out. Monsoon season. Effing first. Five points. Vital points. Fairly moist. Vital win. Summer football, chocolate Monty, Dara Crowpaldi, job done. First again, Munster Kings, job done. Boring Davin, <laughs> start Duna, bad game, and fairly shit. And um, would you agree with them words? Do you think they're a bit harsh, lads? Or is there any way in two words that would pick up what you th- you know your one? Dara Crowpaldi, yes, like yeah, it's it's it, you know. I mean, that's someone using their head. It is someone using their head. You know, you're saying, well, what's going on at the current? It's like a current affairs, two words. Um, Decky, your favourite two words? Yeah, I'll go with the same. Derek Copeland. <gasps> Guys, I can tell you. Hat-trick? That someone's getting a hat-trick. It is. Hey. It is. Peter Stack, congratulations. You got your three. Three, we salute you, Peter Stack. You've got three out of three. Dara Cropaldi. As our favourite two it's words. It's a rarity, isn't it? It very so rare. Like, I mean, it's so rare. Um, and let's just on let's let's do this while we're here. The most prestigious award in world football. It's the other three amigos. MVP. Okay. Um, 150 votes were cast. Your choices were mass shrubbery. Uh, Aaron Bolger, Josh Honahan, and Dara Cropaldi. Um, the winner. It was close. It was close, actually. It was. It was. She was. T- it was very. Oh my God! It was very close. Uh, Josh Honahan got nineteen point three. You had Aaron Bolger on twenty three point three. Twenty eight percent went for Matt. And the winner was Dara Cropaldi 
with 29.3% uh, winning the MVP uh, for that match. Would you agree with that? Uh, do you know what? No, I'm not even going to ask. I agree, I agree with it, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. I'm not even going to ask. Do we have anything else to pick up in the call match before we take a break, guys? Oh, yeah, just a quick one. Someone complained about the security. Uh, that there was flares and the whole lot and this guy lit up a cigarette between the shed and the family enclosure and was told, you can't smoke there. I mean, come on, lads, for Christ's sake. Uh, you know, I know des- designated smoking areas, it's out in the open, like, I mean, come on. It's barred, it's banned, symbolised. Yeah, that, like, it, it, like, <sighs> no, it's banned, like, go to the back and have a faggot on the back. Well, spot the f***ing on smokers here. I used to smoke until a year ago, two yeah, years ago. Yeah, but you don't smoke now, do you? No. So you're one of these, you're pure one of these, you know, Karens now, um, who, um, oh, oh, you shouldn't be smoking in public, all disgusting it and all that. It's disgusting. Yeah, I know. He's between the shed and the family enclosure. Oh, I suppose, look, yeah, I might blow into the kids. Listen, they're going to smoke anyway. Uh, it's fine. They have them kids, the have them kids in eight-year-olds. So here's a question. If you were going for a piss, would you piss in the stand or would you go to the toilet? I've pissed in the stand. There we go. That shows your character, doesn't it? I'll give you one, actually. You're a smoker too, I'd say, yeah. I'll give you a story. So I was wearing a black poncho, right, on Friday night because of Louis Capaldi. So it came down past my knees, okay? Right? Oh, no. <laughs> no one could see what was going on, and I was bursting. Right? Uh, here. I had to go, and no one could see. I had an empty pint cup just walking down by McDonald's and Trummer Road. Just piss. Into the, uh, oh, you weren't in the stadium, okay. All right. No, I was in the stadium, but I'm bringing that black poncho to all games because it is so handy. <laughs> you can do what you want underneath it, and it's just like a raincoat. No can one I, can see what you're up to. Uh, can I just ask one question? <laughs> yes, of course. What did you do with the pint glass? I put it into the bin in McDonald's. Was it full? No, I put, I put I, it. I, no, just, just one second. Let me just clarify this. I pour, well, I pass it to my friend first and hold that, I said. Um, <laughs> and then he touched it. He was like, it was warm. Oh, so then he gave it back to me. I said, nah, I got you, pissy hands. And then I poured it down the drain by McDonald's and put the empty pint glass into the bin. That's all lies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. No, it's not. It's That's what happened. Mm. Yeah. That's what happened. Uh, anyway, know. it's, it's okay. kind of hard to recover from that, really, you know, isn't it? You know, probably just best moving on. <coughs> Coming up in part three, we will look at the treaty match. We'll also take a look at the upcoming match against Bray. Uh, see you in part three, Toe Tapper. The other three amigos podcast with Damien Sweenan, Wayne Mullins, and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast. Welcome back to part three. Um, Wayne is delighted we're doing a three-parter again. Um, just in case last week you might have spotted that Wayne was on holidays and our graphic was outstanding. Um, <laughs> we loved it. We won't cause, tell you the commotion that caused, but it's fine. Okay, treaty match on Monday. The treaty match on Monday, it was absolutely lashing. Um, we won 5-0. Um, Last week I predicted we would win both games six nil between the two of them, so I'm correct. I win. I win the admiration of everybody. A couple of changes: Coates was out, and Marco Mani was also um, put on the bench. Rory Keating. You say it best when you score lots of goals. We can play his song again. Uh, was uh, was came in and James Duna was also 
uh, in or maybe Derek Crowley on too, but it was James Dunn was on the left. Um, okay, Decky, were Treaty bad or were we absolutely brilliant? I think it was a bit of both, wasn't it? Especially first half, we were very good first half. You know, um, we talk about we we spoke about not starting the the Cove game with a tempo and a pace. We certainly did that in in this game. You know, moved the ball well, played well. Bargery got quality ball into the box. You know, the number of quality crosses he got into the box last night in both halves was sensational. Matt Matt Serbally played very, very well. Keating Keating played very well. Looks like the the, the bit of time off did him well, did did him good, you know, and he came back and he was doing a little bit of that while we spoke about dropping in, dropping that bit deeper and, and dropping into the hole and picking up the ball and linking play and laying it off and things like that. So, I mean, it was it was a very good performance. I mean, the game was over at halftime, obviously. Second half was a bit of a damn squib, you know. We get the fifth laid on. They never put us under any kind of pressure. Never bothered us. They were no. wide open in midfield. You could drive buses through their midfield, and we did. And like, I mean, I just want to mention the third goal because it probably won't be spoken about, but it's Keating's goal. I can see Damien thinking, trying to which one was the third goal? Now again, you know, Keating's goal. Forty um, <laughs> first minute, <laughs> you know. But that starts back where Jonas Hackenden wins the ball. In the right back position, Jonas Passanen, we're now calling him. Yeah. Guys, Passanen, <laughs> Jonas Passanen. He was, yeah, he pinged some balls, cross balls last night, but he wins that ball in the right back position. Fifteen passes later and fifty seconds, Rory Keating is knocking it into the net at the under end, at the other end of the pitch. You know, fantastic goal, fantastic team goal. Everything Colin has spoken about how he wants, what he wants to do, play through the lines, get players moving, etc., etc. And it was, as I said, it probably won't be spoken of, but in terms of team goals, it's an absolutely fantastic goal. The ball, the final pass in, the cross from Sherbally, brilliant ball in, tap in for Keating. But the link up play and the players moving off the ball and, as I said, moving it through the lines, fantastic goal. You know, and they didn't get near us then. You know, they didn't get near us. He's very underrated, Keating. He really is. And he's very important to us. He's a third top scorer in the league. Ten goals. I didn't realise this. He does. Yeah. Does he have ten? I think he has seven goals, doesn't he? Does he have seven? I think himself and Barry Coffey were both on six goals. I think All last included. night would have been Um, As far as I know. Just, just, uh, just on Keating, actually. And, yeah, he has. You know. He has seven after last night. Yeah. Um, okay, so he must have three in the cup, sir. So. The, just, do you think, like, and Murphy, we're all saying, like, and Murphy works his socks off week in, week out. Do you think he needs a bit of a, like, I mean, you look at what, because we were on about Keating was getting a bit kind of, mm, the next thing he comes back last night, you know, and we were, so we, we did say in the WhatsApp group, I mean, look how he's, he's dropping back to the halfway line. He's, you know, linking up with the, the wingers and then he's in the box. You know, is, are we, you know, should 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 Ke- should Key and Murphy maybe just have a week or two off at the moment no, just no. to kind of recover? No, he, he just needs to go. So yeah, yeah, Keep maybe yeah. cracking on with them and he'll score. Um, Wayne, the the commentators, um, they were convinced that they were convinced that Tracy were hard done by. Would you would you agree with them? No, it was bizarre, wasn't it? Should, at least they got the name of Serbel right. Unlike two other lads here. 
Can I let, just on Matt Sirwilly? Yeah. Really, really, can I just say something? Uh, in the program this week, there was an interview with Sir Sirwilly, uh, and the headline was "At Your Service." Um, okay, and and Nevin Power interviewed him, uh, and I will just say this: that Matt Sirwilly is not a friend of the pod, and I'll just quote this part. From Nevin, despite his limited game time, does Matt know he's one over the presenters of fan podcast The Other Three Amigos, who play a short burst of the Star Spangled Banner for him, and in brackets, even though he's not American? Matt replies, Oh no, no, I didn't realize that actually. <laughs> he laughs, But that's probably been the highest problem since I've been there. People calling me American. A couple of those guys who call me American. I call them English now, just to throw something back. So anyway, so apparently, um, that's as good an American accent as you're ever going to hear, by the way. Uh, apparently, <coughs> apparently <coughs> he doesn't listen to the pod, so he is no longer Fuck going him. to be spoken. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to be, we're going to call him Serbal. We're not calling him his real name. He's now going to be Matt Shrubble. Uh, and next week, I'm playing, I'm getting Hulk Hogan I am a real American <laughs> um, so he's not even going to be the star standing banger anymore so no um, but look an all around um, you know my, my son was up there and he said Jesus a half time it's boring now um, you know <laughs> when you're four and a up against three day half time it's you know Treaty were I thought they were died. they were, poor they were shocking yeah. like, um, but let's yeah. talk about Aaron Baldur's goal five defenders around him waltzed in Maradona-esque. Am I right? Absolutely. The new cool Maradona. The new man. Aradona. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just drop the M and it's like, and do two ways. Aradona. No? All right, I get it now. <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> it's good, it's good, it's good. I would also like to talk about Josh Honahan, who has slotted in as, and he looks like the man, I mean, He's young. He's got himself and Jonas Passanen have got some like I mean, they're brilliant. Um, has he has he faced a tough enough opposition yet to say you know this guy is is the real deal? To, um, Declan, oh, has he faced tough enough opposition? Probably not. But to be fair, everybody rates Josh Hoonahan. It's just it's just injuries have have blighted. Is it Hoonahan so or Hoonahan? This is I would really say Hoonahan. I would I say Hoonahan too. Hoonahan. Yeah, Who was yeah. a ho? H O H O O. This know. is this is, is, it, is it? Toe Taps Ava Mangan. He, he keeps saying, and we're, we've told him it's Eva, but you know, so it's it's. I would say he's getting people's maybe, names wrong. Maybe maybe we'll have to organise for all the players to do a little thing where they just they all pronounce their names for us and drop them into a WhatsApp and send them over. Except you, Shrubbery. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, look, I I'll just go with Josh. So I mean, it's it's Josh has Josh has been held back by injury more so than anything else, you know. And I think I would expect him to end up in England at some stage anyway. Once he can stay injury free, um, that would be my expectation because I think he's a very good player and he's a very good good centre half. Know that like Ali Gilchrist was on the bench last night, so if he's ready to step back in, what do you do? Who are you playing? As the back three, as the three mm. centre halves, you you really can't trap Josh. What about Coffee? What about Barry Coffee? Huh? I mean, what about Coffee? What I do have, we do about Coffee? Uh, well, 
Well, I have a note in the upcoming match, and it, 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 I don't know, you haven't pre, oh. pre-read. I don't uh, read this shit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> about, about the selection headache that we're going to have. Uh, let's just finish off with the treaty match. Aaron Bolger picked up a yellow card, but Declan, you confirmed that there's no suspension because they were wiped after the Cove game. Are we, are we right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a new rule this year that um, after 18 games, anybody with four yellow cards or less, those, those yellow cards were wiped. So you're back to zero. So um, whereas in previous seasons okay. he would have picked up a like suspension. That, that, that's some that's some brilliant journalism. To be honest, it actually is like <laughs> you were ahead fair, of everyone. Fair play to you for finding that. No, Total do you know what? Sense. No, I got yeah. very lucky. This, do you want to know the truth? I gave a chap a lift down to Limerick last night. Do don't know. We were driving down, and he says to me, "And you murdered two was, Dutch chaps that are in the back of your boot." <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had to dispose so on, of the, bo- two we had to dispose the, the bodies just outside Kilmarnock. Ran- <laughs> um, no, <laughs> you're picking three people up, three randomers you never met. I did meet I, the two Dutch fellas I never met. Obviously, I know Kevin. Like, so, have you ever oh, seen sorry. something about Mary Declan with the chap picking up people? Um, <laughs> you know, a guy with a duffel bag. They go into a petrol station, a little layover stop, turns out. No, have you seen any? You've no, never seen it. Not familiar like that? with no. it. Not familiar with it. I'm just afraid. be careful. Just be careful. <clears throat> the hitchhike. Look, to be honest, the point I was just going to make was it was actually Kevin found this new rule <laughs> and said it to me. So it wasn't my find. It wasn't my find. Were you going to pass it off as your own info? He was. He was. He was. No. Um, no. Jesus. I always, I always I'm going to move on with the. I always give credit. Right. Well, it took you a while yeah, to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just that we pushed you for it. Um, only because Wayne congratulated you. But let's uh, let's just uh, move on. Two words. I'm not going to play the jingle again. Two words to describe this match uh, were Fumf Times, Newton Perry, Humble Entreaty, Longfield Ball, Just Brilliant, Piss Easy, Serbal. I'm not going to say Serbal. Five Stars, Treaty Trounced, Treaty Poonited. <laughs> Maple syrup, too easy. Sherbet treat. Thanks, Caulfield. Expected result. Broke tordesillas. Wait for this one. Market yields. League leaders. Rebel heart. Munster's best. Five star. Bonus point victory. Cove light. And that's not two words. The quality of two words here were far yeah. higher. Than the treat, yeah. than the cove match, I must say. And um, so let me just head to Declan. Did I go to you first last time? Oh, wait. No, it was first. Market last. yields. Market yields, without doubt. Market yields, yeah. Wayne? Not getting a hat trick. I'm going fun times, yeah. Fun times, yeah. Fun times, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have to go with market yields because I, when I saw it, I went, oof. I nearly even liked it to give them a, like a little advantage. I was like, oh, I like that. Then I unliked it. It's fine. Uh, just in case that person were like, I'm going to win the two words in a week. No, you're not. Um, you did, but you didn't win a hat trick. So you didn't really win. Uh, our MVP on this one um, was our, ch- okay. This again, great, great team performance. It was very tough to come up with four people on this one. So we put up Jonas Hack, Jonas Passan in. Uh, we put up Rory Keating, uh, Keen Bargery, and Keen Coleman. I'm not going to lie, Strabelli could have been in there and would have been in there, except he doesn't listen to the pod, and that's my reason for it. Okay, that's I took, yeah, yeah. I read, I read the program. He wasn't getting in there. Okay, 
there was no way he was getting a chance of five points after saying what he said about us in a pod. I mean, he pretty much called us pricks. It would be awkward know? if he won um, it and he didn't know who we were giving him a trophy. So maybe we should just ban him. From- Do you know what? No, I think you're a completely, Wayne, I'm 100% on your side. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't him. even, you know, he didn't even know. I mean, I know, I didn't even know. Because um, he's Donald Trump. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Let's ban him. Um, okay, just the comments underneath. We scored five goals and there's two defenders. Shrivel had a decent game, but again, we've we've said why Shrivel isn't going to be in there. Um, I thought Shrivel should be on the list over Coleman Keating, still edged it for man of the match. That's what it's called. None of this MVP shite. Anthony Falvey. Listen, we've had this conversation before. And um, Joshua Kelly said, of course, one of the only matches I don't go to where I'm fully available, Keating is MVP. How could we, could we, be, could we be hopefully turning a corner? I feel like he's struggled to be as productive as I felt he would. Hopefully, this is a moment where he explodes with form. Uh, justice for David Harrington, someone um, put underneath. Bolger and Shrubbly. Aaron Bolger, Shrubbly and Shrubbly, Shrubbly is there as well. Um, I can tell you though, that it was Rory Keating. Congratulations. You say it best when you score lots of goals. You've got the controversial five points from MVP. I don't even, would surely listen. He doesn't listen to us, so there's no point us giving him a trophy at the end of the day. And the trophy is worth about two grand. I mean, let's just face it. It's not It's not some plastic trophy. I mean, Kean Bargery's one. I heard that he has melted it down and sold it. Uh, inside in that jewelers ju- that jewelers on Castle Street, um, and he's after turning it into the big sovereign. Um, <laughs> just one thing before we move on. Um, on the forums, um, this is an interesting one. Paperback writer wrote, "We're t- so he compa- so he's doing a comparison of twenty twenty one versus twenty twenty two season, and he said we're top after nineteen games a season. We're seventh. We were seventh after 19 games last season. After 19 games this season, we've won 14, drawn four, lost one. We've got 46 points and we're averaging 2.42 points per game. After 19 points last season, we'd only won five, drawn six and lost eight and had 21 points. There's more on that. Um, There is more on that. And I know I could go on about it. But um, the comparison in this season and last season it's absolutely frightening, Decky, isn't it? It is. It's unbelievable. And I mean, no matter what happens, whether we, you know, whether we get promoted or not, the turnaround has been remarkable. I mean, 2.42 points per game is a ridiculous return. In any league, I don't care what league you're playing in, like to, to be getting 2.42 points per game, it's just unbelievable. Like we should, with that return in any league in the world after what is it, nineteen games now, you would expect to be twelve points clear at least. Mm. Like you know what I mean? It's just it's ridiculous that we're not. But we talk about this mini league, um, and like you know, so there's three teams. So there's three teams in the division. There's ourselves, Waterford, and Galway. And it's just like this. Wayne, we were just saying at the moment, our, st- our statistics, there was a post put up by um, Paperback Writer on the CCA. Oh, by the way, because of that post, Paperback Writer, you win. The CCFC Forums Post of the Week. 
Kraken post. Um, so there you go. You win that. Again, you win nothing but the admiration of all the toe tappers out there. 2.42 points per game we have this season. Last season, we were on 1.1. We're just thought about the difference between one season and the next. And, you know, Decky said if, if average in 2.42, you should be about 12 points there. We're obviously not. We're four points there. But, like, the difference is phenomenal phenomenal <laughs> but it is though it's phenomenal it absolutely is it's yeah. all down to one man one man Colin Healy simple as really one man didn't remember he was getting grief last year he was getting and we, were, we backed him we said give him two three years and we're four points clear now we're going up lads <laughs> he was get, simple as he was getting grief two weeks nothing ago, stopping us now last year and you know what you see the tweet from Ronan Coleman there on Friday night not Friday, when was it last week? One man. Sorry, just I wanted to play the one man jingle. Do you remember that one? One man. Do you remember it? One man yeah, is on a quest. Uh, <clears throat> um, we... Anyway, yeah, anyway, wait, sorry. No, I said a tweet from Ronan Coleman there on uh, Father's Night when Longford drew yes. with us. Happy Father's Day. To, yeah. uh, look at him now. Bastards. Uh, Galway losing a 2 in the last <laughs> night and dropping points again on Friday night was just amazing. Uh, it now puts us four points clear of them. Her upcoming fixture this week is Bray. It is Bray away from home. Um, if um, And like, just to, before we start talking about the, uh, the Bray match, if we, 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 are, we have a break the following week, we're playing Stoke in a friendly, but we then come around to the big game and the 15th of July. Tickets are on sale for this already. Okay. This match is like 22 weeks away, over two weeks away. And tickets are on sale already. If Galway drew against Waterford this weekend, it, it's possible we could be seven points, is it, ahead of them by the time we played them? Which is, if they Doesn't lost matter. even. We're going to win the league. It's done, you, lads. You think it's, I still it's, think it's, four it's points. done? It's done and dusted. Four points. Um, we will play Bray away from home this Friday night. Now, um, selection headache, Wayne. So Healy, yeah. Crowley, Gilchrist, McGlade, all looking back, all, all back on the, the subs bench. You know, does Colin Healy stick with the same team or does he change things around? Um, I mean, you've got the, when you've got those players fit, who would be yeah. first? I mean, you know, Healy, Gilchrist, McGlade would be first team players already. You stick, you, you, know? you, you stick Kevin O'Connor left wing back, Bargree right and stick uh, Gilchrist back in defence. Okay. Okay, Coleman, keep it. him in the middle. Yeah, keep the middle. No, Healy's not fit oh, enough yet to start. Yeah, he's not. Like, probably bench. Bring him on. Leave Healy on the bench. He's not fit enough. Dylan McLeod. No, no, no. Okay, up front. Same two. Same two. Yeah. Okay. The Harrington in goal. Superkeeper Harrington, the Welsh so, wizard. So what you're saying is you're you're saying not four four two. Oh my God. The Wayne Mullins <laughs> guide to football has been broken. It so has. it's not 442. Healy's bro- broken me. Healy's <laughs> <laughs> turned the key to the lock and opened it. Um, Declan, what are one your thoughts man. on. Uh, one man is on a quest. Um, the, that wasn't me, by the way. That was the. Um, like, 
I think I personally think Bray away could be a very sticky match. I I I, I just I, I look. I know when I know where Cork City we should be beating anyone. I know, but like <laughs> I, you, you, all your all your thoughts just resonate as you were doing the quid. I was like, but that's, what what happened to four four two get the ball in the box? Um, you know, I was like, um, Jackie, do, do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, like I mean, you asked the question last week. Did somebody ask where where could people see us dropping points next? And I said maybe Bray away, depending on the team that we we, we put out. But like, I just don't have I just don't have concerns. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I just don't have concerns, really, um, based on what we we saw over the last couple of days, plus the fact that Gilchrist's um, was on the bench last night. Um, Dylan McGlay was on the bench last night. All the indications are that Matt Healy may well be involved on Friday night, probably from the bench. So, yeah, I don't... Plus, Bray looks like an absolute shit show at the moment. Like, I mean, there was reports that mm. they were making a substitution last night. The guy on the PA said substitution for Cabin Healy, you know? That's right. They, they, wa- <laughs> they wanted ID off everybody going in, all this kind of stuff. Like, So it just yep. looks like... It's not in. And did you see the own goal they conceded in the last minute? That's yes. Bit... Yeah. <laughs> the singer, I mean, obviously not the. Yeah, the, yeah. For... Ages, ages oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, It'll be bleeped in a bit. Have you got any angels jingle there, Damien? Have you? Um, you know, so. Let me entertain you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have many concerns to be honest which I think again like the treaty game last night I think if we can get an early goal and establish ourselves in the game it's so much easier you know we didn't get the early goal against Cove and it gave them something to hold on to and it became more and more difficult whereas we scored within 15 minutes last night against treaty I mean we've only conceded twice once all season and that was away in Cove so generally speaking if we score once we're not losing the game you know we're unbeaten now in what 17 or 18 games I mean it's just mm-hmm. ridiculous and we're kind of looking for over. reasons now why we might not win like you know instead of just going into things with complete confidence and saying look we are Cork yeah. and kind of taking a leaf out of Wayne's book we are Cork City we are the best team in the division let's just go out and win the game and, and let that be that like you know <laughs> just against your world. Wayne has now just sat back and you can see there was a little kind of eyebrow raise kind of going yeah 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 and he opened up was that 90 minutes you was obviously shoot 1989 version of Chef's World Soccer, shoot. World soccer. Uh, I can tell you that in seven Bray have won one uh, they've uh, drawn and lost they haven't won in four now I think uh, they haven't won in four Drew two of them and lost two, and they won that one. Um, the last time they won was against Athlone. Um, just a quick one. The last time we played them up up in the seaside uh, was obviously the first game of the season. Lots of crowd trouble at that one, uh, and it looks like Braid don't seem to have sorted out their crowd trouble at all. Um, I, I'm, I'm conscious that conscious that um, you know that our, our boys behave themselves really, and and you know ignore. The shite bags, basically, that have been shown on social media from from uh, Bray, especially at the Longford match, and you know, even fighting with your man Pat Devlin and the whole lot, it just seems to be an absolute shithole up there, a shit show at the moment, at the moment up there. Um, so can't um, wait to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm going to Bingo Loco on Friday night, actually, so I'm going to miss this game as well. Uh, I'll be yeah. there. 
uh, yeah, Bingo Loco as well. Yeah. Um, the, so there you go. Just a quick one on this one. Waterford. Our Waterford are most dangerous people to watch at the moment. Win. Like they've won eight in the no. bounce, yeah. No? There's nobody dangerous. I generally think there's no one dangerous. No one? No. no. It's done dusted. Okay. Like your man, whoever, your man whoever, Louis. Whoever wins on Friday between them or a draw, they're out. A draw would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Then both of them are out of it. Provided we win, yeah. But I mean, Louis um, Britton has gone back. His loan period ended no last night. So he, he's he's gone. That's their main striker gone. I'm stunned they didn't give Gary Hunt the job. I mean, he won six on the trot. And they brought in some no mark from England. Like, I mean, it's such a water for thing to do. They're valued at 1.3 you know? million, though. Yeah. 1.3 I mean, million, that's. It just, it just bangs that they're flying and they're just going to do something Waterford esque and just f the whole thing up. Like, you know? So, I don't really, they don't worry me, to be honest, which is not really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's that. This Friday night against Bray. And then we'll have a Stoke friend in the 9th of July final, which is my birthday, lads. Um, which is, uh, and then followed by the big one at home against Galway. Um, last words, um, Wayne. Yeah, play three five two. Get the ball in the box. <laughs> in the game. Uh, Declan, last words. Oh man, um, back to the CSL thing. Should always be about the kids and nothing else. Always. I shall finish off with our old poet Tony Tobin, who wrote a poem. Colin Healy, pure decent, it's called. The chant from the shed is, we're going to win the league. Thanks to Colin Healy, a man of intrigue. He's a quiet man who doesn't say much. A tough tackling player with a sublime first touch. A balancholic man, a hotbed of sport, like millions before him, another export. He played for Celtic, he won a league medal, then Sunderland and Barnsley to test his mettle. He played for Ireland with pride and passion, a fantastic clubman, not a follower of fashion. He won four cups with Cork City FC, a prolific winner this side of the Irish Sea. He's the boss of Cork City. He's given at large. The team are on fire. We're on a great charge. We're playing good football. We're banging in the goals. The league has taken notice, except a few trolls. He's the man of the moment, a rising star. Everywhere we go, we know who we are. The fans are back. They never went really, but the numbers are up, thanks to Colin Healy. Will it end in tears? Will it end in joy? One thing's for certain, you're pure decent boy. Well done, Tony. We like that one. We like that one. I'm also looking for a job, um, maybe telling YouTube stories and stuff like that and telling <laughs> poems and stuff. So, you know, just to show that I can read, um, which is uh, which is interesting. I, I probably got the... Earlier. Uh, <laughs> um, listen, that's it from us. We're back next week. Predictions, our... no, no predictions. Oh, predictions! Oh, Jesus! Um, sorry, God. Wayne, give us your prediction against Bray. Five one. Five one. Okay, yeah. uh, Declan. I'm going to go mad and say six nil. History repeats itself. Oh, uh, I will go with just a three nil, uh, as I always do, and um, that's it. Guys, that's it. It's been a long one again. Uh, thank you for uh, MSCCasino.com for our sponsorship and they pay their invoices. Thank you so much for that. And um, guys... This is longer than last week, isn't it? No. No, it's shorter. This is fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Shorter, shorter. Um, 
Oh, oh yeah, uh, leave your comments. I did ask uh, on, on Anchor, did people enjoy it? And basically no one answered. So uh, that was it. Um, no one ever takes part in the questions we put on Spotify for people. But sure, look, fuck you. Ciao, amigos. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye, bye. Adios. The Other Three Amigos podcast with Damien Sreenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast. <laughs>